title of our film. You leave me no choice. You leave me no choice. You leave me no choice. Those who heaven helps, we call the sons of heaven. They do not reason by using reason. Those who cannot attain it will be destroyed on the lake of heaven. The lake of heaven. That's our. I get you. Pretty heavy stuff. I guess probably in the book it was. Here it seems a little. Well, if you read, if if we actually read Ursula Le Guin's stuff and came in on the show, we'd be like, "This book, I'll tell you that this book went this direction, this book went right. that direction," and it was a fan service when they quoted this line directly, even though it didn't work as a movie. It was cool to see it from the book. Now I care about research for this show, but I'm not reading The Lathe of Heaven by Ursula Le Guin in the Earthsea series to get ready. Oh yeah, you have to read the entire series to get ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny is the night that this was first broadcast on PBS, there's this major power outage in the Pacific Northwest. You know, oh, she could okay. not watch her own film. Take that, Mount Hood was did not want to get <laughs> snuffed. Oh, look at this. Straight out of Star Trek, right? Now, this is all Twilight zone too. This this idea of wish fulfillment and it's all, got awful consequences. Now, look, I don't think it's very good. They're all gray, but clearly we have African-American and Asian people, right? But so they're gray. Everyone's really, gray. But it didn't make race go away. They're just oh, all gray. That. So now it would be where you come from, not your color. It would be... I think the film falls short there. They should have made some, like, ethnically ambiguous people gray, I think. Do you, so what's, but in this film right now, in this story, is is there, like, a caveat to this, or, like, everything's good now? No, everything's good in terms of the racist. He's cured, and, and as he's walking him out, he's going to say, I have a surprise for you. I know how to effectively dream. I'll be the dreamer going forward, and look at all our progress. We've eliminated overpopulation, and we have eliminated the race problem. Now, they spray-painted, I'm not kidding, that spray-paint 600 extras for this segment. All right, I'm looking forward to the spray-painted 600. I don't think I've seen a film ever do that. You know, this guy, the doctor is bad news, man, right? I mean, he yes. sounds like a fa eubonics fascist, you know, just... Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. 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 Ebonic. Uh, eubonics? Wait, eugenics no, eugenics eugenics, right. eugenics. Yeah. well okay look i he's our bad guy but i don't agree with you that he's a eugenics person he was trying to get rid of the he thinks he's trying to get rid of the world's problems of overpopulation and racism so he wasn't a eugenic well, no, but he, I think he's a fascist i think like even for the good intentions it's caused a single-minded like his he's gonna do it you know, and, right. and then we see what happens. And, and then, uh, it's always a miscalculation, a yeah. misfire. So you think he's a fascist? Which I think, think I think he's like really the bad guy. Yeah, like this okay. is like his good intentions. He did, he does it for what he feels are good intentions, but 
he's such a like the fact that he's the one who's gonna do it and he's using like it's the megalomaniac. Guy. Yeah. Welcome to Doctor's Haver's Palace of Dreams. Congratulations, George, you're the man of the hour. Let's listen to the whole thing. Don't tell uh, me. I know I've been working very hard. But I think you'll agree it's been well worth the effort. Yeah, megalomaniac. Well, I don't think I can take another big day. George, today I've cured you. Ta-da! You'll no longer have George effective teeth. Look how George doesn't believe it. Yeah. It's quite simple. You have had your last effective dream. Bullshit. 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 You dreamt you lost the ability to dream. Doctor looks like Matt Berry. <laughs> the, what? Who's Matt Barry? The, from what the vampire Barry? movie, the British guy. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I laughed. It looks like Doctor Zayas to me. Way, yeah. In that outfit. Now check out what he says next. In fact, when I begin to dream, then the first thing I'm going to get rid of. You're gonna begin to dream. Is that what you've been up to all this time? That's right, George. The burden is now off your shoulders, and onto yours. Now here's why you're right, Mike. You're Watch right. how he reacts to this. Now you listen to me, George Orr. You come into my office with the greatest power that mankind has ever known, and all you want to do is to be cured of it. The dreams don't work, Tony. They go wrong, Tony. Well, there's nothing wrong with the dreams, with the dreams. The problem lies it's with the, the dreamer. The dreamer. Unlike me, who's going to know what he's doing. Well, now, George, you must be tired. Uh, you one of those. Go home. Go home. Go home. You're exhausted. Here, I'll use this vertical escalator to get us down. Great invention, this Zoom. vertical escalator, but it's de-escalating us right now, Doctor. I don't understand. You know what the worst part of going in those glass elevators is? Is when uh, Captain America is there with Hydra soldiers. You're like, yeah. it's really awkward at that moment. El Hydra. It's an awkward ride, yeah. Yeah. I liked in that when he's like, does anyone want to get out? Now, that was a different <laughs> one, though. That was... Uh... An elevator. Yeah, who was who was it? It was um, Mr. Handsome. He was the senator. All right, never mind. Right. Robert Redford. Oh, Mr. That's right, Frank Grillo. Okay. I don't believe this number adds up to six hundred extras. Do you? What's painted in behind them? They're spray painted. They're all their body. That They're is bizarre. That's their response. Yeah, what racism was to make everyone the, the same race. The greatest numb. Progress, the greatest numb. George. Progress. Let's listen. Let's listen. Made in the past six thousand years. Well, do you think with all of this progress, you can help me to find Heather? Who? Who? My attorney. Oh yes. Well, okay, you can stop listening now because. Um, uh, we missed it. I wanted to sh prove you right. How he is like his intentions are good, but his he's conceited and he thinks he's the only one who can do it. So it's megalomaniac, megalomaniac, megalom and it's at the expense of human, you know, of, yeah. of humanity. 
every yeah, decision he's made. Yeah. You know, his overpopulation was to kill half the people. Yeah, but I, in fairness to him, and he's our bad guy, I don't really want to be fair to him, but in fairness to him, he did not tell George to dream. He just told him to get rid of overpopulation. Right. And you say, kind of, what else yeah. could he do but kill people? But I'm telling you, there could be some other scenarios. I went through a few of them. Why are those people standing around like soldiers? They're spray painted, right? Yes. That is weird. Why use 600 people? Why not use extras over and over? They're in different scenes. They are the best uh, background actors I've seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking of Marvel movies, they could spend a, save a pretty penny with the spray paint. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe shoot outside Georgia while they're at it. Uh, yeah, walking down the street. Georgia. Does he have a car at least in this world? Uh, we won't see him in a car, but he is going to get to his um, home. ocean home again. Uh, sea, seaside. Okay, so now he is in a shop that's run by an alien. Look, it's they make a joke of junk. It's like a secondhand store, but a curiosity shop, and it's run by an alien. I do and apologize for talking over you, Carl, because when he was talking about what what exactly did he do to the aliens? It sounds like he kind of pushed them out, right? No, he made them peaceful. They still invaded, but he turned it so that they were nice. Gotcha. And they were misunderstood. And then Dr. Haber called Washington to say, they're peaceful. Stop killing them. I guess. Okay, George Orr. How did you know my name? Field of perception is mutual. Do you wish an object? You wish no, an object? Please continue this activity. Now he's going to suggest an object that will help George. How does he know? How Let's listen. Delage. Do you see Delage? Yes, I've lost her. Person salt can be found. This is a 45 of, guess which song? Is it acceptable? Oh, Yesterday, from the movie Yesterday. <laughs> Correct. Thank you very much. Clarity is pleasurable. Clarity is pleasurable. With a little help from my friends. My alien buddy. I that in the book, it's well explained why the aliens, they say something, but it's they don't hit the mark, you know? They convey a message that I see what you're trying to say, alien, you know, clarity right. is pleasurable. What? Okay. So when things are understood, we feel good. Like, okay, I guess. It is a nice test to see using the Beatles. I'm sure like hippies like to always stick with hippie stuff. Let's but... listen. Maybe we'll get a copyright violation. Turn it on. It's the cover version. You're egging this on. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's John. Weird. That's John with no H. John Lennon with no H. Singing. That's John McCartney. Yeah, John singing. McCartney. <laughs> George Sarah on guitar drum. Now he's dreaming, dreaming. Doesn't Ricky Preston come on and, and join them on piano? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Was is that his name? Uh, Billy, it's Billy Preston. Billy Preston. Right. 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 The Fifth Beatle. Not. Murray the K was a Fifth Beatle too. Yeah, everybody wants to say they're the fifth Beatle, including Pete Best. 
Pete Best, right. Well, you know, Pete Best had a solo album called Best of the Beatles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God bless him. It isn't Pete better. Okay, so now he's dreaming Heather back into his life. And I guess he undoes the gray because she's African-American and he's white again. And they're married. You know what? I just realized the doctor said, go home. Yeah. And he goes home. And after a long day, he dreams and he dreams that. He, and it's effective. Yeah. He should have locked them up. Super effective. It reminds me of Pokemon. Really? How so? Uh, in Pokemon, you like, you do a move and they do a move and your move is super effective. So it beats the other guy. That's the. Gotcha. It's a turn-based battle. I only know that from kids, you know, from having sure. kids and they're playing Pokemon and I see it on TV. You ever secretly root for Team Rocket? Oh, like no, I'm Team win? Rocket. Sure, hashtag Team Rocket. I they mean, have the you, best sound. They sound like Snagglepuss. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, Meowth could be from Jersey, right? You hear? I would have a beer with Meowth. You hear his Meowth accent? Meowth from Jersey, yeah. Bergen County. Jesse is hot. I'm Team Rocket, man. They have like New Jersey feeling to it. Yeah, okay, they got vibe. Okay, now they're happy and married and all is right with the world. So what could go wrong? Well, Haber could start trying to effectively dream. Now, this is weird and it hasn't been introduced in the film before. Haber's gonna dream. He's not dreaming yet, but like the wind starts blowing and they're their curtains around and they feel uneasy. They're just getting their spider sense tingling. Right. That Haver's up to no good. That's so a they good analogy. Yeah. Because I feel like he's Spider-Man. <laughs> and then Dr. Octopus took Spider-Man, which is actually true in this comics. I'll stop though for you. But uh general maybe Spider-Man is not a good example. But basically oh, he by the way, Mike, I just okay, go ahead. But no, I, go ahead. I, I know they're doing it now. I gotta say it now. Turn up the sound. These two actors are truly sexually aroused right now. Yes, they're acting. They're acting, but they're loving it. Check it out. You can hear the tender kissing. Let's listen. Now you were in the middle of a thought. Go ahead. The spider sense is tingling. I can, it's kind of hard. Well, he's trying to replicate a Spider-Man. Uh -huh. But we can't have two Spider-Mans in the universe. It's going to fuck shit up. Oh, it's not no. a good analogy at all. No, you'd have to like get Doctor Strange to undo a tangle. Well, he's a dreamer. Like the doctor who is overseeing the dreamer is trying to be a dreamer himself. And the yes. dreamer's world is rocked. It's actually boner killing the moment. It's now they're, away the they're running to stop Haverman. She's like, George, I'm scared. I haven't felt this, anything like this before. And he's like, I did four years ago in April when we had a nuclear explosion. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, nobody remembers. Oh, you think Haberman's going to cause a nuclear explosion because he doesn't know. I don't think so. No, I, I mean, yes, I guess, but I don't understand the plot at this point. They just got a feeling. Haberman's not even dreaming yet. That's the thing. Like, he's a genuine dreamer, the other guy. So he's that's the reason why his world is getting this wind blown. It's just like... Because it's like his radar's up for it. Yeah, his radar's up. His, his radar is up. 
<laughs> Here he is in the nuclear explosion. He's trying to explain to Heather right now what happened four years ago. That's when everything started, he's claiming. What was the day after? That was like in 81, right? So this is... That was a movie about, yeah, post-nuclear war. We'll be holding at the station for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> God damn it. Dr Apparently. Dream... Dream an express train, George. <laughs> I guess this is all Dallas or Fort Worth. It might be the airport. The oh, airport yeah, train. this could be the airport. Now, I've been to Dallas Airport. I forget what it's called. DFW, something like that. Uh, many, many times. But, of course, this is in 79. Right. It must be different. They didn't really have much rocks and fires back then. Look I mean, at the phone booth. All right. Ring. Ring. He'll check it for quarters because <laughs> society's broken down. He's going to go in there and someone's going to knock on the booth. Hey, buddy, can you hurry up? I got to call my wife, tell her I survived. Uh, so just like he says now, since that day, I've been trying to tell myself that that day was just a dream. But no, this is the dream. So is... Are we in George's dream this whole time? Or is it the doctor's dream the whole time with George? Well, the doctor's starting to dream now for the first time. You see, he went under right, that. Right, that's what he's saying. So this now he's like, dream. yeah, because he's like, Haberman! It doesn't pay off, though. Like, he's driving into the dream or something, and then they'll... They won't really confront each other, though. It doesn't make sense what he's dreaming or what happens, but somehow he knows about the April nuclear disaster. Well, at one point he went, for, he woke up, he was in reality, and now he's kind of entering the dream? Well, or maybe he never woke up. He, he's... Uh... Now, look, we have lava stuff now. It doesn't right. make sense to me because it's supposed to be about nuclear war. And now we're going to see volcanoes and such. It makes total Other... sense. The floor is lava. Okay. That's, does that make sense? Floor is lava. Um, uh, clearly, you think it makes sense to you. Uh, what is the floor is lava? That's the game where you can't touch the floor. The floor is lava, so you have to jump from the couch to a chair. Oh, I see. As a child. Like, yeah. I remember that. Okay, so... I guess he's in the dream right now, and they're sharing a dream space or something. Right, yeah. Dreamscape. I, I don't understand how this film ends, and... This, now, this looks like an airport. <laughs> now, why? He's getting up from his platform, but he's, like, still in the dream. Now, you know... Yeah, they kind of fix the escalator. PBS can't afford the escalator on. <laughs> now this is a laser that was popular that came out in the 70s this laser light and we're going to see them in the tube of laser light for a while and it's all because they didn't have much budget well it still works you know get the mm -hmm. moody music they did what they needed to do they did right. okay with the budget they had so the only person who does the dreams is george the doctor he goes to figures out how to harness it himself. So I yes. think what's happening is that 
because the two are connected in a way that their dream and reality are connecting because this is going to cause a nuclear annihilation. I think you're right. This well, is it's where and cause it. I don't know if it's going to cause but it. You're because... right. Like he's been dreaming this is going to happen, and it might be revealed that this whole thing has been this dream, and now he's approaching the moment. Well, it won't get revealed because George will be back in reality with Heather. Is, is he going to suffer? Wow! Wow! Flores lava doctor. Welcome to Fantasia. This is more like two dollars and one cent than two thousand one. No one explained what's going on here. This is stock footage from Kodak video cassette. No, no, this is them. This is stock footage. The lightning. It's, yeah, this is like one of those weird hallways in some office building in Manhattan. You know, like they had like public light. Now, yeah. what's happening is, I guess, is Haber can't take it, and he's going to freak out, and then he's going to end up, like, institutionalized. I, I don't understand it. We're going to see this hand holding a, a, glow, a glowing globe or something. Now, look, they're together. Are they confronting? Yeah. They're about I to choke so. each other. I think they both reached a, a dream world. Uh as you said, like a neutral, uh, a mutual escape that they can yeah. uh, choke each They're other. They're in the dream together. Hi, yeah, hi. Oops. Now you see, there's this reflection of under, like he's cupping a. It looks like a globe, but it's really the laser light. I don't understand it. It must just be a sharper image for twenty minutes. Got the footage and ran. So. That's Somehow, it. that was a cathartic moment that's supposed to be explaining our film. It's an alien talking to him. Uh, I did a lot today. So, he ends up, he isn't just a customer, he's like working in the store, I think. Oh, oh wow. I can't so say this all the time because the reality always warps. The alien is his boss. George, I wanted this by Tuesday. <laughs> Do you have nice the Haberman guy. report? Uh, I'm still working on it, boss. Now, Heather is browsing in a shop. She is a customer. And he's like, Heather? And she's like, you know me? He doesn't know him. We met a long time ago. You're a lawyer, right? In this reality, yes. So, I gotta say, this is a dud the way the movie ends. It doesn't really resolve itself or explain itself. You know, I think the ending was supposed to be like Haber going against George. Maybe right. in that dreamscape, like you said. I was wondering if I could return the favor. I take it a lunch. Well, thank you, but... I mean, if you have the time. 
Okay. So she's um, asked Heather out on a date. They're going right. to start walking to their uh, date. And who are they going to bump into but? Haberman. Correct. Thanks. Hey, boss, can I take a little trick? Yes. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, we missed it. Oh, what did he say? The alien goes, leaving means you must return. Like, you know, you're on the clock, buddy. Take your lunch break, but you must return. It means you must return. Dr. Haber? Hey, can you do me a Haber, Rev? I think he can hear you. Do me a Haber. What happened to you? Nobody seems to know exactly. He was on the verge of an enormous discovery. With his whammy jammy machine. A breakdown. Ever since the night that everything fell apart, you know? He goes, you saw the nuclear explosion. Listen, listen. Yeah. You've seen it, haven't you? The world after April. Now, Haberman, like, snaps out of it for a second as if he's going to respond, but doesn't. Look at that hair acting. Now, the nurse puts his arms on his shoulder, and then he just says, ah, he's defeated again. Yeah. She doesn't want to. Don't get him started. Right. Okay. You know who I am? I don't want it right now. I have this the power is, of infinite dreams, Tabor. And, and Disney's the black hole, right? The villain wants to go into black hole, and he does. And he and it's this hellscape where the villain is like the devil, and and right. they're they're going through purgatory, and they're going through the depths of hell, and they escape. Isn't that like the ending in a way that like it's what the doctor wanted? He wanted the ultimate power to to change everything, and but he couldn't triggers, handle it, and he. But the oh, secret is they want to get something to eat because they're starving. So they get hot dogs. From the alien. Two yeah, alien dogs. Alien. You want alien crowd on it? Yeah, a little bit. What about you? Uh can I have some alien red onions and uh relish? <laughs> alien yeah, relish. Yeah, alien relish. <laughs> this is the finest Venetian relish, sir. Oh yeah, no, I love it. Venetian relish works really well on these dogs. All right. Hey, Carl. Yeah. What do you think of this amazing movie? I'm unsettled. It didn't end. It didn't end right. It just said, like, our time is done and we're going to stop now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm left, like, I was with the whole film until the final dream sequence. I don't know what happened. I don't really know what happened in the final dream sequence. I think that's maybe for the benefit of the story that, like, it's the apocalypse. Like, they both... Pushed, it pushed to the point where George felt it, and George approached him saying, you're going to cause a nuclear war. You have, can't have to face it. This is what's going to happen. The doctor sees it and goes mental, but it causes... I don't know. I like this movie. I really do. I, I'll find the book, I guess. I haven't read a book all the way through in my life lately, but <laughs> uh, this might be the one. I, I really like this a lot. I, I feel like our show, a lot of movies we watch are really, really, really bad. So yeah. this movie is beyond that. Like, I think it's above, the quality is really good. Like, it's a good movie, but I do agree with you. Like, it, it does kind of go on hints at the end, and we don't really know what's going on. Oh, thank you, Tandy and Radio Shack. Yeah, that's right. Two different things. In Texas, right, Tandy? Artware. Method in I university. suggested this because I saw it when I was a kid, and I remember it from that 
sexual scene Have and you i remember any... liking it i remember the eliminating race thing yeah did you get an erection watching this again you could tell me no uh today we live in a world of internet pornography and i did not get an oh, erection yeah. watching a smack in the face from a boob grab no i gotta learn more about ursula Le Guin. I, I always knew of her i just never read her stuff i never really yeah. read you know yeah. if it's a comic book sure oh thank you so much man thank great you. research great movie pick great everything i am now Thanks, going into a ursula Le Guin rabbit hole and learn more the more you know i'm going to my local library so we'll see you guys next sunday till then bye guys like Start off with a number of our new album. It's a number entitled Paranoid. Black Blastic Mutiny Radio FM. Finish with my woman, cause she 
Thank you.
a piece to pee on And falling at his knees Sends out your opinion To the fire, it's a place for all bad sinners. What's a meeting, dead rats in the It's the same where I you go. Through black masses, people go.